Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Eve Eurydice. I'm a writer and an artist on female sexuality from the island of Lesbos, where the lesbians come from, or at least their name comes from. And I started this uh, podcast because the fact that I was lesbian kind of made me aware of the power of names, especially in sexuality, and how arbitrary they are as they have been passed on to us. And it affected my own uh, sense of identity from day one, basically, as soon as I understood that everybody else I went to school was not a born lesbian, and I was. I went into that kind of like confusion and self-hatred and you know, effort to survive the power of the language over, over us. So all the stuff that was forbidden and perver- perverti- perverted was visited on my consciousness early. And what I've come out of it with is the absolute certainty that if we have free language and confidence and ease talking about ourselves to each other in private, in public, without any judgment, we will enter a much happier world for ourselves and for everyone. So I want to encourage uh, all of you listening out there to speak sex especially before you have sex. (laughs) And by sex, I don't just simply mean the sexual act. uh, How long do you want to do it for? Who wants to be on top? No, like your entire sexual consciousness, identity, gender, um, dreams, uh, fantasies, fluidity, past, future, trauma, reclaiming the trauma, all of it. You know, just say it without fear of judgment. And... um, do not let others speak for you, especially not the dominant, hetero-dominant culture. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on this journey of overcoming the dichotomy of ourselves, the dichotomy between our minds and our bodies. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer here on Jolt Radio. My guest today is Elizabeth, but she's known as Virgo. And she's a sound and video game design um, expert. She is DJing tonight at Project Arts Annual Benefit at the Moore Building in the Design District. So I hope that our listeners are interested in attending that so they can hear her in action. Uh, Project Art is a national nonprofit that empowers youth, emerging artists, and communities through partnerships with public libraries. Yay for libraries! Project Arts resident artists teach tuition-free after-school visual art classes to children in under-resourced areas, and they're also using the time to develop new artwork in the library. So it was founded in Harlem in 2011, and today Miami is one of six Project Art cities. Since 2016, Project Art has partnered with the Miami-Dade Public Library System, which we love, to provide hundreds of children free art classes in its eight locations in South Florida. So this is wonderful. <laughs> thank you for coming, Virgo. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to start by uh, asking you about your name. Are you a Virgo? Yes. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a common question, but yes, right. I, I am a Virgo. Good. Very much one. <laughs> yeah. Very much one. Well, I'm a Pisces, which is like the exact opposite on the spectrum. This is true. Uh-huh. So um, how do you think, what do you think about the Virgo sexuality? 
Um, and I have opinions of my own. <laughs> I definitely have loved Virgos. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I think everyone has their different idea of Virgos, but mm-hmm. I mean, we tend to be pretty secretive, but mm. very much passionate. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all very closed up. But if you're right. lucky enough to be with one of us, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I agree, you know, it's much more in the doing than in the talking. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what I was just saying, you know, the speaking sex, very difficult for Virgo. But the yes. doing sex, easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, pretty extraordinary. Um, and I think that that may come from both a greater than average respect for public opinion, um, you know, and a, a, a kind of like, you know, love of perfection. <laughs> so, you know, there is no perfectionism. There is not even a standard or a way of defining, you know, perfection and like talking about stuff, especially your own shit. <laughs> so the Virgos tend to avoid it. Yeah, I think in a way we're we're unsure. It's like unless gray you area. practice what you want to say before, like mm-hmm. just to like mm-hmm. openly say something, it's mm. it's very like that's mm-hmm. something you'll never do because mm-hmm. you want it to be perfect, the performance or however you say exactly. something. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's very so shy. So you just come in here and you're on the high. Uh, it's a high wire act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exciting. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about your work and how you came to it, um, how you found yes. your path. Yeah, I mean, I started off with filmmaking, and from mm. there, everything I've done since has been a form of filmmaking. Now I'm doing uh, video game design, and I'm making music. So you went to college for filmmaking? Yeah, I studied film, and then I started making music. And you did like a thesis, or, so you did m- do a yeah, Some short I films. So. Exactly. I did mm-hmm. a lot of short films mm-hmm. and documentaries or uh, you know, I wanted to do documentaries, feature. but I haven't done that yet. Mm. It's it's mm. something I'm still thinking about, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I did a lot of film stuff while I was living in California in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then I moved Animated to Animated or uh, li- no, live, live action. Okay. Like music videos, short films, um some worked on like a western TV series for a bit. Mm-hmm. But lots of different stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and then I moved to Miami by chance, and I... By chance? For love? Uh, for love, but mm. actually for work, and mm. I ended up staying here, mm-hmm. and I started making music instead of working on film. Which makes sense in Miami. Yeah. Because music industry here is bigger, for sure. Yeah, and, and more just, I'm a very independent person, like, with any sort of craft I do, like, I like to do all of it, so mm. with film, like... There's so much you can do, but then you have to bring in a team. For sure. But music's a very individualistic thing where mm. you can really do it all by your own. So that's kind of where I started focusing on that. And, you know. So what do you do in in your current discipline, in your current art practice? What exactly yeah, well, do you do? Day to day, I I have a studio where I write music. So mm. I'm there in my studio, like playing with synths and mostly in the computer and just making songs, like pretty heavy club Techno-y tracks now, but oh. yeah, I went to um, I went to Georgia, like to Tbilisi, mm-hmm. Georgia, this mm-hmm. past January, and oh. I went to a club there. Oh. It's called Kitty, and it is the ultimate like rave scene, like dark, heavy techno that you'll ever experience wow. in the world. Like How interesting! Like everyone that goes there says it's like 
what Berlin was in the 90s. Mm. And I don't know, since then, like, my whole music and everything I'm thinking about has shifted completely. And I finally found a sound that I really like. So I've been writing a lot of new music. I love it. Yeah. Did you bring any? Ooh. <laughs> we uh, may have to play a little bit. Maybe, yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Have a private link. Okay, good. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. Um and but and I love that it's you found your sound in Tbilisi. I'm just gonna say that because it's uh, so exotic. I, I have family there. I've I've never visited them. But you know, like the Greek diaspora, they went there and stayed. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's very rarely that I, I hear the place mentioned, you know, in our art practice am mm -hmm. amongst us. So I think that's really... Yeah, it blew my mind, just like the country itself and the people, like, mm. they're really all about, like, hospitality there. Mm -hmm. So, like, they are. the, like, we went to some amazing meals and I mm -hmm. just, I had never had Georgian food and now, like, you're looking for it. I can't <laughs> believe it. Like it's so amazing. Like it's like yeah. some of the best food I've had Very in my cool. life. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's so authentic. It's like it's closer so authentic. to the yeah. Like it reminds me of a lot of different cuisines. Like mm. you have a meza type thing, mm -hmm. but then it's still very. It's so unique. Mm -hmm. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah. I love it too for the same reason. It just feels much more real. It's like amazing. The taste of everything. So savory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. salty and like I don't know. I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it feels like pre-refrigeration. You know how like some food feels like mm -hmm. even if you don't have electricity, it will taste the same. Right, yeah. like a lot of pickled things. Yeah, so it's yeah, preserved. which is really cool. I, th yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you do visual work for your beats, or you? Yeah, so have given up on. Okay. Uh, a year ago, I developed a video game, and I put that on on Steam. Mm. It's called Water Planet. And Water now, Planet. Yeah, Water Planet. Nice. Now uh, my partner and I were working on a new video game. It's a it's a multiplayer online VR wow. shooter. It's so called Shooter? No, it's called oh. Shifted. Okay. But it's okay. a genre of shooter mm, gotcha. multiplayer. Okay. So yeah, um, mostly on the previous game I did a lot of, I did all of like the visual aesthetic of it. Nice. And um, on this one I will be more involved soon. We're just getting like the framework oh, of okay. the game. So. Okay, so it's super early stage. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. And how do you, uh, does that work, um, I mean, does that work fulfill you? Uh, how does that work fulfill you as a, as a woman artist? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I've always just, I've always really enjoyed like really tedious like work <laughs> where I'm just <laughs> like in the computer doing something like I used to do a lot of editing for film. Mm. Yeah. So, like, I have the patience to do that sort of work. And same with, like, video game design. It's the same thing. You're sitting in front mm. of a computer and you have all, like, your pieces, like your 3D mm. models and everything mm. that you're mm. arranging in a scene. Mm -hmm. That's just something mm. I've always really loved to do mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that. And, and what about the archetypal, you know, because uh, m my limited exposure is that a lot of it, you know, taps into our archetypal archetypal connections you know from like mythology from all you know from like the beginning of what we call s civilization right like sure. just the start um, those types and we all want to em embody or feel you know how it is to be one of them you know whether it's like the titans i mean w th the names don't matter <laughs> it's that that super 
you know, superhumanness of it. Yeah, um, I mean, you have this whole world that you're molding. So mm-hmm, it's, you mm-hmm. have like so all for you, it has to be you know a great creative high. Yeah, it is right. very much like I'll spend hours like without sleep or food, mm. just focused on that work. And right, I can see that the rest of the world disappears. Yeah, it disappears. Yeah, yeah, entirely. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. And do these characters have a sex life? Ooh. <laughs> well, at this time, I haven't done any games that have like um, the last game had a cybernetic organism, mm. so I don't know about their sex life. Yeah. But, uh, the next one, it's it's more just the actual gameplay. There's not a lot of like background story, mm. but I don't know the the characters themselves. Like they're pretty. Uh, some of them like they're contractors that go out and do work, so they seem like they might be kind of lonely actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have found it, you know, because, I mean, it's a, it's a space where, you know, people who are into games spend a long time. Oh, but if we're talking about games that have, like, romance and stuff, there's there's one game that's, like, my favorite where you get to romance and mm. Which there's sex that? and everything. It's called Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I love it because you get to, like, it, it's it's so fun. Mm-hmm. But and you get to do what? Uh, yeah, you have all these different characters and mm-hmm. they all have like different things they like. And so you have like, you get to romance. Right. Yeah. In, in any, I mean, you can, and you also get to try all kinds of um, yeah. identities. You do. Right? You do. Virtual identities. Yeah, because there's different, like there's orcs or elves, mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they all, mm-hmm. I don't know, explore. Right. Differently. Mm-hmm. And do you think that after playing that, that that in some way affects your real life sexuality or not I at wonder, all? I wonder. I wonder if it did. I mean, honestly, it. I sort of fell in love with this video character, like, mm-hmm. very intensely. Mm. Like, it was so intense. And, like, mm-hmm. in the game, it's very tragic where they break up mm-hmm. with you and mm-hmm. they end up, mm. like, betraying your whole, like, like everyone in the whole game. Mm. And... I felt that like it felt like a real breakup. Very real, right? Yeah, very real. Mm-hmm. But also, this one specific elf that I romanced, his name is Solus. He, um, there's no like actual cutscene where you like have like sex or whatever. Or climax. But the other, the other mm-hmm. characters have that, but this particular one, it's, it's very innocent in a way. Mm-hmm. But. There's a, a lot of people on the forums that talk about whether you did have sex and it wasn't like, and if it was implied. But I think the story kind of says that you don't because he didn't feel right about that because he knew he was going to betray you. Mm. So he, you'd actually never have sex with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's such an intense like romance. Like, I don't know. Well, because romance is all about the mind, right? It's like yeah, the, the mind stuff. Yeah. So and and that's what the mating dance is. It, it's not about you know the time of like climax w- is so short compared to the you know mm-hmm. romance in yeah time. everything leading up to it right um, and and the way it builds up you know the kind of like rising action um, and the conflicts and the risks involved and the stakes, um, but. Um, I have like three questions at once, so uh, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try because if you know, um, so okay, a tiny comment before my questions. You know, the the color of water was it that film where she fe- fell in love oh, the with the shape of water? Yes. Yeah, the shape of water. Yeah, love that. 
I loved it so much. And I felt that there was something virtual about it. Um, the, the whole experience, you know, as if they were in a game, that they could be in, you know, in another, well, they were in another reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they finally had sex, um, I really wanted to see how that worked. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, it was amazing until they finally, they're in the water, there's like this explosion. They, you know, in a way, transmogrify and, uh, you know, they enter the ocean and become, you know, uh, fish. <laughs> um, but how did it work anatomically? And we we didn't go there, and it could be that it's she Hollywood. Did. She showed us. Right, she said it opened. Yes. Right, and what came out, or how? We don't know what came out. How Yeah. What came out? I don't know. We don't know, right? So I feel that there is a little bit of like self censorship, also in in the game world, and of course, you know, in movies, um, where the whole sci-fi experience of sexual, um connection, you know, physical sexual connection, not metaphorical, <laughs> um, suddenly disappears. And I, and I always crave more of it. You know, I want to know, like, the nuts and bolts because if I do, if I can fantasize it, if I can visualize it, I feel like I can get there, mm-hmm. that I will get there, you know, that I'll be able to, let's say, practically, in practical terms, masturbate to it if I know how it's done. <laughs> but it's very hard to, like, I want to fantasize about it w- with myself. But then at the moment when I would be rising into, let's say, orgasm, I get stuck as to what exactly happens. I mean, I can overcome it with just pure fantasy and get there, but it would be nice to have the plumbing. I mean, the um, whatever, you know, interreality <laughs> plumbing <laughs> worked out. Sure. So, you know, from if you're designing something, I'm throwing that out there (laughs) (laughs) make sure all the parts are there right make sure the parts are there so like the fantasy is complete you know you can fully experience it um and then you know i have found that people that like girlfriends and boyfriends but mostly girlfriends of, of people playing the game for long hours have real life jealousy of the experiences with other players in the game world um, which I find, you know, really interesting because the jealousy is real. Yeah. Um, and the partner may not even participate in the game at all. It doesn't matter, right? Um, what do you think about that? How how does one... It's an interesting thing because in some ways I think the virtual world is almost as real as the real world. Oh, yeah. It's becoming more and more real. I I think that we could be in a form of VR. I think we are in VR right now. So whether it's virtual or, you know, this flesh experience that we're in, mm-hmm. um, that I think that jealousy is valid. But, I mean, it depends if, I mean, you can choose just not to be a jealous person. Oh, of course, yeah. But, but is it a gel? It's not really so much, it's not simply, you know, jealousy about you spend more time there than here. Right, I mean, that's the thing about virtual worlds. Like, it. it it's very immersive. Like it's very immersive. You can lose sense of time. Right. Completely. And it's also very abstract. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you feel? Who is there? You know, is your heart involved or is it just like distraction and entertainment? Like where does the 
passive, more or less passive, because you're doing stuff, but more or less passive, let's say, entertainment and and like the personal involvement, you know, on the like emotional level begin. And it's a, it's a very thin line that cannot really be drawn because it keeps shifting. The more time you spend, the more you get invested. Um, so yeah, I think that there is definitely a tension between the real world and the virtual world that will intensify as we go more virtual. And I, you know more about this than me, and you and I would like to hear your point of view. But I feel we are. I agree with you that we're all going virtual. We're going our our world. I don't. I don't want to say all of us like on a personal level, um, like maybe not the ladies out in little Haiti, you know, or. So it's not like so much personal because there are many people who have not experienced it at all. But I feel that as a whole, you know, we're going to live on the Internet more and more and more. And that's virtual life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm definitely open to us being more intertwined with the virtual world. And I I mean, I don't know. I have, a, I have friends that like they treat their online relationships like they're not real. But I've always felt that those relationships are real, even if you don't know who's behind the screen, like that's a person or if it is a bot it's a robot but i i think all of those interactions are still valid and i i think that i think we need to take it serious in the mm-hmm. sense that you know it's okay to like really feel things or i don't know fall in love with a video game character if you want mm-hmm. i think that's a real emotion i don't think and it's learn from that exactly. experience yeah. and change yeah right the same way that you would learn and change from a real Mm-hmm. you know life experience and get hurt mm-hmm. as you as you mentioned you know beautifully that it's okay to it's it's normal to feel disappointment you know uh, betrayal um virtually and <laughs> um i mean for me and again uh, it, it, it's just how i see it i think that it's m- it's more interesting to live, um, you know, full on virtually as much as as you can and enjoying it, and then like full on real world, like in nature, you know, like old old in <laughs> real world, and find that balance instead of this um, nefarious, you know, ill defined uh, kind of like life with your iPhone that we all seem to have. That's not in our control, it, you know. It's just like in the control of our responses to what we're being given by like big tech and you know corporate, yeah, uh, yeah mega corporations. There should be a divide there. Yeah, but I don't know. I I would like to see more um, sort of like interactive experiences, like virtual worlds that you can visit that are um i don't know that that really play on like the real human experience too because i i think there's going to be a point where ai and robots and stuff like are definitely uh more a part of like our world and oh yeah it's unstoppable (laughs) yeah and i'm i'm really looking forward to that time and i don't know having friends that are robots Mm -hmm. i'm excited about that so what do you know anything about virtual porn you know, I, I had a feeling you would ask me about this. Um, <laughs> a lot of people ask me this, but I I don't, I haven't tried it. I'm mm. curious because 
I mean, my hesitation is because um, the graphics in VR right now are not amazing. I mean, I guess for VR porn, they can just do like a 3D camera and do live action. And that's... Oh, that's what they do. A lot of times mm. I think that. And then also sometimes it's probably animated. Mm. But um, I don't know. They don't want to spend the time and the money. <laughs> Maybe, but it's more just I don't know if I would feel nauseous in that sort of experience because vr is it's very intense and like mm. a lot of experience can make me feel personally like pretty nauseous it's like i don't know if i'd be that obsessed with like being nauseous and like watching that but i'm i am curious to see a really well done um vr porn i think that would be that would be really kind of exciting yeah i think it would and it and it would be um you know kind of like a safe way for people to learn sexually you know open up their horizons you know not be repressed not be afraid because we don't judge virtual right so Mm -hmm. like in the virtual world you can go around killing everybody and no one says oh my god you know you have like terrorist repressed you know whatever uh, homicidal tendencies we don't so because of how at least the dominant culture sees virtual life which is harmless more or less (laughs) you know unless you like have an addiction or something it's harmless it's just so um it's not suspicious of virtual activity so that way it's a wonderful place for you know sexuality and and erotic experience to Mm. be explored you know yeah i think that's really important and also just the fact that there is a strong correlation between acts of violence and sexual repression so i think having these sort of like sexual experiences virtually for people and that being open, it could be good for a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, it could like turn us around, like get us away from the repression we started mm-hmm. with. And um, and also like nudity, you know, have exposed us to like nudity is something not necessarily sexual. Just it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, to have like naked experience of a world. Um, you know, all the things that we fear now are like shameful or perverted, but are not necessarily, of course, yes. right? So in, in the virtual world, we can let go of those prejudices because we can have an experience, you know, semi-real, semi-simulated, because again, the experience in, in, on your mind is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like arrived to through simulation, but the experience and its a result on your like neural composition is real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would be a, a great, you know, sexual like aid <laughs> um, and sexual lib, uh, you know, aid um, and and portal yeah, more definitely. than aid, you know, portal. Yeah, is the right. Yeah, know. and like now with like hab suits, like or mm-hmm. yeah, you could feel all the sensations as exactly. well exactly yeah so how do we get this out to the people <laughs> like right i mean tomorrow. i'm sure <laughs> the industry is doing all of that um yeah yeah i'm, sh- I'm sure mm-hmm. they're working on it mm-hmm. well that will like change our you know it will change everything i mean it will, if that actually happens and becomes mainstream it will undo 2500 years of like extreme sexual repression <laughs> you know through the churches yeah <laughs> yeah it will be nice so if, if for no other reason, you know, to me, for me personally, for no other reason, that's like a, a, a very good reason to welcome the virtual change, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the openness. Right, the openness, exactly. 
and the lack of prejudice. Yes. It's great to enter a world where you do not have a pre, you know, pre-taught prejudice about, you know, the way that we have about so much in the real world, depending on where we come from, where we, you know, who raised us, whatever yeah. microculture we get stuck with in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So where are you from? I'm from California. Mm. I grew up in the mm. Mojave Desert. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, how photogenic. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. actually. I yeah. love it. It is, yeah. 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 So that makes sense, also. Kind of like going uh, inward and upward when you're surrounded by desert, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so, and you um, do more events in Miami? Yeah, I've been DJing a lot lately, focusing mostly on that aspect. Oh, of okay, great. Yeah, yeah, not doing as much live performance anymore, mm. but yeah, DJing a lot. There's quite a few raves this month that I'm going to play at for like WMC and stuff, and um, just different shows, and eventually I'll be touring more, but I mm. want to w- get the rest of my new music like nice. finished and mm-hmm. then set up. And how do you experience that as, as a woman when you're there? Where do you go physically? <laughs> Is it like an out of body kind of experience or? There's a lot of things. I mean, you're kind of like paying attention to a lot of things. Like, I mean, personally, like it's about music selection and playing mm-hmm, the things mm-hmm. that you love so that you're having fun. Right. But then you're also paying attention to how other people are reacting. But uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, I can't say I go anywhere, actually. Mm. I, I should try that out. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's actually a pretty present thing because I'm just I'm there and I'm really focused on like the next track and like what's happening in that moment. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. well, it's a very male dominated uh, yeah. industry, as it's you know. It's very true. Yes. Um, so that's why I asked you, you know, I was specifically asking you as a woman, like, what do you do with, you know, your boobs or your like, do they disappear? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, um, I do find myself wanting to wear just a T-shirt because right. I don't yeah. want to like be sexualized Identify. at all. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's yeah. that's just that's a personal mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's a beautiful choice. Yeah. Just to take your in. body out of that. Exactly. Creative and work. it's really just about the music. Right. Then. Exactly. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be at some point, you know, gender free and not at all about like the plate, you know, that it, it's presented on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's when you enter a male dominated industry, then the fact that you're a woman, you know, tends to bring kind of like objectification so you have to yeah the main thing as long choices. as i know how to plug in all my cables no one bothers <laughs> me <laughs> and virgo is not a g- girl name which is good you know it's very uh, androgynous that's true yeah. i actually never considered that yeah oh yeah definitely huh. both in the sound you know ending with an o which is very yeah. common in male names in the south true. um but also anyone is a virgo boys and girls yeah yeah yes so that helps I mean, I think that's a good choice in that sense, yeah. Um, so, and where where do you see yourself going with um, your creative practice? More in the music and less in the game design? It's or? always going to be parallel, mm. I think. I think I'll always be using the digital form as well as the music. But at the time, I really just want to focus on DJing, 
and playing a lot and mm. going to Europe because like Europe is where everything's happening and yeah. So yeah. I, my main goal right now is just to mm. have good music that can be played at Bergheim. So great, yeah, yeah. You gotta do that's that's the route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you just pay your dues. Um, well, but I'm I'm I mean I'm excited because you you know again for me you're like a role model in choosing these careers that are so male dominated, but not doing it from a place of you know, self-objectification or like, you know, this is my abundant sexuality, which gets misunderstood. I mean, I think it's great to do it from a place of sexuality if you can assert assert that yeah. without um, misconception, without being co-opted, you know, but so quickly, uh, you know, the physical body in particular. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. from the beginning, I've always made like actually like a pretty distinguished effort to not be sexual <laughs> in yeah. in my like image right but yeah i mean i i just i don't feel comfortable but mm-hmm. i appreciate when people can um be open that way yeah it's wonderful to celebrate your sexuality yeah always definitely. but it's it's nice for a woman to find her power in the workplace also from the work you know completely re- you know regardless or irrespective of how what she looks like like without that physical uh, Mm -hmm. um, posturing and that doesn't mean that you know again if you embody like alternative female you know archetypes I think that's great yeah right it's just when you go into the cliche that then you lose every we all lose you know we all lose something we all lose some of our content. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of like getting away from the stereotype is beautiful. And I think that's what you do <laughs> in, you know, in everything that you're you know, playing with and mm-hmm. working with. You are definitely, you know, saying no to the stereotype. So way to go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the one of the best things about DJing is it really is just about being yourself up there. Like, mm. it's not like. It's not really about the aesthetic or like what exactly. you're wearing. It's really just about the music that you're playing and that you're getting mm-hmm. people to dance, which I really right. I love that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with like the pioneers, like the first the first generation of those, especially guys, like we all, you know, their look was important and they had like a cultivated look, you know, like Skrillex is a perfect example. And and they clearly did it for us to identify them, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to say that it, that doesn't really happen now so much. Uh, it's, you know, we know people more from their sound than like their little. Yeah, I mean, like in, in the more like serious like techno world, like mm-hmm. how you dress is doesn't matter at all. It's completely irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But you know, mass culture will inevitably dip in, and <laughs> yeah. So it's important to kind of like be conscious about all of this, you know, and make like your boundaries clear to yourself. Definitely. And we do need many more women in game design and DJing and all of that. Yeah, I mean, the truth is there are actually so many women that DJ. They just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, even just now, like paying a little more attention to what's going on in Europe. Mm. Like it's actually like 
there's a lot of really badass women. That's good news. I think we just don't hear about it in the U.S., but over there, it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still male-dominated, but I think a lot of women are getting like a, more of a platform and getting a chance to play. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, is there anything else that I haven't touched on? I'd say that's all. Like uh, you're also a mother. <laughs> or <laughs> I, don't I know. mean, I have a, a box turtle. Oh, you do? Yeah, <laughs> I've had her for maybe 10 years now. Wow, how long do they live? She could live up to 50 years. Oh, wow, that's a commitment. Yeah, I ha- probably have to have a will for her just in case she lives longer. I don't wow. know. What's her name? Audrey. Oh. Yeah, she's very sweet. She's been hibernating, but she's just now pretty active again. Oh, oh! Yeah, she goes even in Miami. They yeah. hibernate. Yeah, she did like a full brumation. I didn't see her for about almost three months now. So wild. So yeah. it has it has very little to do with the weather. It has to it do with the time it of does year. Actually, though, because hmm. she, I have her on my balcony, so she is like she's responding to the weather. Like, so she mm. feels the difference, like mm. the temperature yeah. drop. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a nice uh, family unit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, lovely. Okay. Well, thank you for coming. Um, I, you know, I, I think all of this is fascinating, and it's something we haven't had an experience with on the podcast and the show. So very, very enriching. Thank you. Yeah. And, thank um, you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. So this was Virgo, and she's DJing tonight. And just catch her wherever you find her. She's on Instagram. That's yeah. how, how we, we met. Virgo. Yeah. That's how we met. So, and thank you for listening. Um, thank you for staying with us every Friday from 2 to 4. I'm Eve Eurydice. And until I come back next uh, Friday, please keep smashing the patriarchy by speaking sex. Ciao. <laughs>